0: Good morning, everybody. And again, thank you for joining us. We are absolutely thrilled that you would take time on your Sunday morning to be with us. I know that um, most of our audience today is perhaps uh, members of the First Pentecostal Church, and we're glad to have you home in church with us today. And uh, for those of you that are not a member of our local assembly, we are extremely honored to have you as well. For all that have joined us, we say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It's already been a day full of great things happening. We got to the church early this morning and um, just thinking about the goodness of the Lord and our team was working to uh, bring this broadcast to you today and I appreciate their flexibility and willingness to work so hard in this time when, to be quite frank with you, I think everybody is feeling uh, a sense of inconvenience right now. Uh, It's just a, a different day and time that we're living in Certainly, this is a bridge that none of us have had to cross before, and uh, we're just trying to get used to uh, what is supposed to be normal right now, and that's perfectly okay. But I'm glad that you took time away from uh, the news and away from scrolling through social media uh, for just a few moments to join us uh, in worship, and we're very excited to have you. Now, I also want to tell you that tonight we're going to be back with you at 6 p.m., We will be back live at 6 p.m. We're streaming live on Facebook and live on YouTube. Uh, You can find us both places and like our page or subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, we would love to have you join us. We'll be live again Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. For right now, uh, we are not sure exactly how long this is uh, primarily how we'll be meeting. Of course, we live stream every week, even when we are together here at church. Uh, having regular services. But um, we will be at least until April the 5th, Sunday, April the 5th, we will be meeting uh, this way for right now. And then uh, we'll kind of give you further direction to see uh, how things are going to move for the government or or whatever that may be. But uh, today we're going to be drawing our text from the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua chapter 24. Uh, I want to say thank you again to uh, Brother Stephen Gill, who did a fine job this morning teaching the Word of God, fantastic. And I also want to uh, give honor to my father, our bishop, who is, uh, who is here with us. He's actually out in the lobby uh, today watching uh, with my children and my family and a couple of the volunteers that are here, my mother, uh, they are watching uh, here with us. So uh, shout out to Bishop and uh, appreciate him today. We're drawing our text from the book of of Joshua, chapter 24, and this is basically the end of Joshua's life. It's the closing out of an era of time, and uh, Joshua is challenging the people as he brings them, uh, summons them to Shechem to talk to them. We're not going to get real deep into uh, the full story today of exactly what's going on here, but there's some things I would like to extract from this chapter that I feel can help somebody In this time today, Joshua chapter 24, and we'll begin reading at verse number one, and we're going to move throughout the chapter just a little bit, so I'll give you a heads up to follow me. uh, Chapter 24, and verse number one of Joshua And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and they presented themselves. Before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, This is a very important line, to all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Joshua being God's mouthpiece, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time. Even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. Now down to verse 14. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And listen to this. And put away... The other gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day. I want you to say that to yourself right now where you're sitting. This is very important. This day. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And here comes the famous quoted line that you'll see posted in houses all across America and even around the world. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua said, you choose who you're going to serve, but as for me and as for my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I want to talk to you today uh, from a question that you'll hear oftentimes. People are looking for the right time to get their life right with God. Preacher, when would be the right time for me? You know, my life's a mess. I've, I've got... I've got some some issues going on in my life. I'm not really the person that I should be. When would be a good time for me to get my heart right with the Lord? And so in response to that question, I want to talk to you today and let you know that today would be a great day for you to get your heart right with God today. Now, there's a lot of things, folks, in my life right now that I'm very uncertain about. We don't know how long it's going to be before we're meeting together. Now, you talk about messing up a preacher's world. I mean, this this is our world. We love to be with people and and touch people and, and love people and uh, be in their lives. Uh, it, it's so crazy when all of that is stripped from you and there's no hospital visits and you don't want to go pray for the sick because you're afraid you're going to Bring something to them. You know, just trying to be careful and, uh, and exercise caution. So many uncertain things. What's tomorrow look like? And at some point, you just have to resign yourself to understand you're really not going to know what tomorrow looks like. And to be quite honest with you, we didn't know what tomorrow looked like before this sickness hit the globe. We didn't have a clue what tomorrow looked like. And so you're going to have to make up your mind at some point that tomorrow I'm never going to know about. All I have right now... Is today now here's a trick that the enemy has loved to use on people forever It's just the way that Satan loves to mess with people He loves to whisper things in your ear and tell you what you were yesterday and that what you were yesterday uh, Will forever affect who you're going to be tomorrow, but there is uh, There is a solution to this kind of thinking and I want to introduce you to it today It is the blood of Jesus The blood of Jesus has a unique ability. This is old-fashioned. You you would have heard this kind of teaching and preaching years ago if you had come into uh, an apostolic Pentecostal church. You would have heard uh, perhaps an old preacher say something along these lines. Isn't it amazing that the Lord can take a heart that is black with sin, wash it with red blood, and make it white as snow? And I tell you today... That the blood of Jesus still has the power to cure the sin epidemic. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. I want to tell you today that the blood of Jesus is either powerful enough for all of us or it doesn't have enough power for any of us. Some would look at the life of a man of God, at a preacher today. Like this one is standing before you and say, well, preacher, it's easy for you because you've already got your life together. You've already served the Lord. You've already got a relationship with God. But I want to tell you today, you don't have to be born in a preacher's home. You don't have to be born in the church. That's the beautiful thing about the kingdom of God is that your pedigree becomes Irrelevant. Jesus sat down with a man by the name of Nicodemus in John, the third chapter, and Nicodemus began to talk to him a little bit about uh, what what it really was, the message that Jesus was trying to bring, and Jesus said something so powerful to him. You'll find this narrative in John chapter 3 and verse 5. You can take a look at it. Write it down and go look at it later. It's amazing the prophetic power of what Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus when he said to him, Nicodemus... Except a man be born again, be born again of water and of spirit. He cannot see the kingdom of heaven and he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now here's what I want to focus on momentarily is the phrase born again. What what, what do you mean, except a man be born again? This also troubled Nicodemus' mind. He said, Lord, what do you mean, born again? Shall a man enter into his mother's womb a second time? And Jesus said to him, no, Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So I'm saying to you today, it doesn't matter what your pedigree is. How you were born, what kind of family you were born into, if you were born uh, into wealth, if you were born into poverty, if you were born into uh, a family that served the Lord and was faithful to the house of God every week, or maybe your daddy never darkened the doors of a church, maybe your family was a mess. I got good news for you today. You can be born again. God can change your life today. And he doesn't have to do it here in this physical building where we're gathered. I'm in my office right now, but just a few feet from me outside these offices is a sanctuary where hundreds, if not thousands of people have been baptized in Jesus' name through the years. Unique enough, this right behind me in my office, my library area, when I was a child, this this area where our administrative wing used to be uh, our old sanctuary when I was a kid. I was baptized right here. Uh, where what now is my library. I was baptized in Jesus name in the old baptistry right there There were hundreds of people baptized just a couple of feet from where I am right now Interesting stories of things that happened, and people wonder about the power of that. Is it really for me? Well, I could tell you stories of people that came to this church uh, Even my grandfather when he was pastoring There was a man that called him in the middle of the night and the man was drunk out of his mind And he called he said preacher. I'd like for you to meet me at the church and baptized me said I want to be baptized and he brought the man he came and met the man at the church here in this baptistry that was behind me the same one I was baptized in and he baptized the man in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sin the man was drunk he was drunk some people look oh man if you're not in your right mind uh, you need to wait until you're baptized I'm telling you the man was drunk he was intoxicated And when Bishop R.B. Bingham baptized that man in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of his sin was not in his right mind, but when he came up out of that water, he was sober as a newborn baby. Why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus and there's power in the blood of Jesus. Don't worry about what you were. You may have been a sot drunk. Your life may have been a wreck, but if there was any way I could show you a preview today, if we were gathered in the sanctuary of this church, and I could some way have people lift their hands uh, in this house so that you could see them, whose life was a wreck. They were addicted to drugs. They were addicted to alcohol, had lived a promiscuous life. They were full of sin, had abandoned all hope. But when they came to Jesus and they were born again of water and of spirit, everything that they were was changed forever. And that opportunity is presented to you today. So back to our text in the book of Joshua chapter 24. As I mentioned previously, this was the end of an era. Joshua, of course, was the one who uh, came after Moses. When Moses died, the Lord handpicked Joshua to take the children of Israel on into uh, their promised land. It was through Joshua that Jericho was conquered and that that. Uh, Those who had inhabited the land of Canaan before that God used Joshua's hand to drive them out very very powerful story But now we're at the end of this story We're at the end of the life of Joshua Where Joshua is getting ready to die if you keep reading just a few more verses Joshua draws his feet up into the bed and draws his last breath I like to call this chapter the last showdown if you would This is where Joshua, who has now been leading the children of Israel, he has been with them through their 40 years of wandering and now with them in the promised land. But there's an interesting dynamic that Joshua is dealing with when he brings them to Shechem, which is here in Joshua 24. And you'll notice the language. He says, your fathers served. Your fathers served the gods of the other side of the flood, just like Abraham's father did. But he's speaking to all of Israel And he says to them, you need to make a decision. Why? Because there's no better time than now. Joshua is getting ready to die. And he says, before this time comes to a close, I want you to make a decision. Why now, Joshua? Why is it important? Why is it that now that you're feeling the pressure of death, you want me to make a decision as to whether or not I'm going to serve the one true living God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob I can tell you why because Joshua had the very same revelation that I feel in my heart today there is no better time than right now Joshua did not know uh, maybe, maybe he had some kind of uh, 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 some kind of premonition inside of him that his time was coming to a close perhaps maybe that's why he felt uh, the pressure to call the children of Israel together at Shechem. We're not completely sure about that, and we'll probably never know. But this is what I do believe. I believe he had a feeling that there was no better time than right now to urge somebody to make a decision to serve the Lord. I love the language because he says, it does not matter what your fathers did. It does not matter who your fathers served. It does not matter what kind of idolatry they had. It does not matter what their life Was consumed with today. You cannot fix what your daddy was yesterday. You cannot fix what your great grandfather was on the other side of the flood. Joshua said, What I want to know is, what are you going to do with your life and your relationship with God? So, in the context of our present circumstances, I would draw your attention to the understanding that there is not a living soul around you. Not the President of the United States, not his cabinet, not the Vice President, not the coronavirus team that's leading us. There is not a person in this world, I believe, that has a clue what tomorrow's going to look like. I just don't believe that. As a matter of fact, as we begin to wrap up things in this end time uh, hour in which we live, I believe uh, the coming of the Lord is imminent. I believe His return is very soon. And the Scripture tells us That no man knows the day or the hour in which the Son of Man cometh. I've heard some doomsday prophets recently saying, Oh, surely this pandemic is the coming of the Lord. This marks the coming of the Lord. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I've been living for a long time like the Lord could come today without a pandemic. Now, he may choose to come uh, before I'm finished with this broadcast, and that'd be all right with me. But the question is, would that be all right with you? Oh, sure, pastor. It'd be great with me. Before we had to shut down normal services, I was there every time the doors were open. You know, I believe there's going to be a sad day with some people that have attended church. Every time the doors were open, they went to prayer meetings. They uh, perhaps were involved in ministry, but their heart was not right with God. And so the question weighs heavy, on my mind today, as it did with Joshua in this chapter. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet the Lord today? If today was the day, and I'm certainly not prophesying that it is, I am saying if it was the day today, would you be ready to meet the Lord? If today maybe was not the trumpet sounding and the rapture of the church, would you be ready to meet the Lord if you drew your feet up into the bed and took your last breath today? Are you ready? Are you ready to stand before the Lord on that great and terrible day? And, 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 and I understand this is not popular in this society. You know, some people look and say, well, you, you know, I, I think I'm just going to work out my own salvation here. But let us not uh, quote the, the beginning of that scripture and not quote the end of it. He said, to work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. It's not popular for us to tell people, you better get ready. Jesus is coming. It's not popular for us to tell people, if there really is a heaven, then there really is a hell. You better get ready. But listen to me today. Just listen to my heart as I convey to you what I feel like the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is trying to convey to our society right now. Get ready. Jesus is coming. He's coming so soon. I believe he could wrap this thing up before we, before we even know it. Some are looking two weeks ahead. Oh, pastor, what are we going to do if we can't get back to church? Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do if they, if they make us wait three months before we can gather together? i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep doing the same thing I've been doing. I'm going to pray in, the, in my house every day. I'm going to have the word of God opened every day. I'm going to pray over my family every day. I'm going to pray over this church every day. And whenever the Lord chooses to come back, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to be ready to go. Some have said that the problem is uh so much entertainment. We're entertainment driven. So it's sporting events, it's uh it's uh, going to the movies, it's things that's keeping us uh all, all, all distracted all the time. Well, you know what? Those excuses have been taken away from us. There are no reasons right now for us to be distracted and what I've seen happening is people that instead of taking time to call on the name of the Lord right now, they've spent a whole lot of time with Facebook and with Twitter and with Instagram and with Brother Fox News and uh, Sister CNN. You know, they're, they're, they're watching. I had a, a man tell me today here in the office before we started, he said, Pastor, I haven't turned on the news one time since all this started. Why? Because fear is as contagious as disease. Fear is contagious. I'm not going to live my life in fear, not when I've got the promises in this book that if I get my life right with God, I'm going to be meeting him in the air or I'm going to meet him when he takes me from this life. So I would encourage you today, just as Joshua did, choose this day. You know what I feel like this pandemic or whatever you would like to label it has done? If it has not done anything, it has taken away every excuse for why you cannot be right with God. Well, I, 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 had, I had a problem preacher going to nightclubs, and I, I love to dance. Well, you're not going to nightclubs right now. These are different times. These are different days. This is a different age. If you're watching us today, and you have never been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, I would encourage you to reach out to us here at the First Pentecostal Church. Give us a call. Look on our Facebook. Go to our website, fpcanderson.com. Give us a call here. Uh, On our voicemail, we would love to meet you, give you a Bible study, and baptize you in Jesus' name. Why? Because we want you to be ready to go. Well, when would be a good time? There's no better time than today. Choose this day whom you will serve. When's a good time? Today's a good time. Right now's a good time. Right where you are in your home, right now. You can lift your hands to Jesus and begin to ask the Lord to forgive you of all of your sins. Let his spirit come down and touch you in your heart right now. You know what? I'm just crazy enough to believe. I'm crazy enough to believe that right now while this webcast is going on, that somebody can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I believe that right now while I'm talking to you, There are people in their homes with tears streaming down their face as God speaks to their heart. I believe with all of my heart that this is not a bad time to live. This is the greatest time to be a part of the body of Christ. Why? It gets me excited. I believe we're closer than we've ever been to the coming of the Lord. And I would encourage you, choose today. Choose this day. Joshua made it pretty simple for them. He said, you've got one of two choices. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve the gods that your fathers served. You know, people make living for God so much more difficult than it really is. This is kind of a yes or no thing. As a matter of fact, Jesus said it like this. He said it's a love-hate relationship. He said no man can serve two masters. He's going to love one and he's going to hate the other. You cannot cling to the things of this world and fall in love with Jesus at the same time. It is impossible. So I'm reaching for you today. Right there in your home, right there where you are, right now, hear the words of Joshua. Choose you this day who you will serve. I want you to bow your heads with me. We're going to take just a moment and call on the Lord. We're going to pray together. And i'm believing that god is going to touch you right where you are would you bow your heads with me father we are so very grateful for your goodness and your mercy god we are so thankful that you have given us one more opportunity to feel your presence to feel your touch i pray god that whomsoever may be tuned in right now to this broadcast coming from my office lord This is so unusual. It is so different, but God you can use this and I pray that whoever is watching right now That your Holy Spirit would settle down in the room where they're sitting right now and God that you would touch them I pray that the spirit of the living God would rise up in that living room right now That it would rise up in that family room that you would touch them and strengthen them Lord by your spirit draw men to you I plead the blood of Jesus over every individual and every family that is watching I believe God today that we have the power to pray back this sickness this disease this pandemic and by the authority of Jesus name and the power of the blood of Jesus we drive it back I pray right now God that you would move on somebody's heart to repent before you of their sins God to invite you into their home and their family into their world and teach us the power of what it means to be born again for lord peter declared to us in the book of acts chapter 2 and verse number 38 when they were asked what should we do he said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the holy ghost god would you move on somebody's heart today to contact a pastor in their area to be baptized in the name of jesus christ For the remission of their sin. God, would you fill somebody right now with the gift of the Holy Ghost? We're so thankful for it, Lord. God, I pray right now against every spirit of fear that has paralyzed the hearts of men and women. And have caused them, Lord, to come to a place of panic where they don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Lord, we reject that spirit of fear and we drive it back in Jesus' name. For God if our heart is right with you It really doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow So today we choose To put our faith Our hope and our trust in you And we're not just going to talk the talk We're going to walk the walk We're going to serve you with all our heart Our soul, our mind Our strength Amen Thank you again for joining us We love you and we appreciate you so much We'll be back here tonight At 6 o'clock You don't want to miss what God is going to do tonight. It's going to be dynamic. I will see you at 6 o'clock right here, Facebook Live and YouTube. Until then, God bless you.